Class is back in session, and HyperX has the grade A gear you need for dorm life, remote classes, and for schooling folks online. Shop the HyperX back to school deals going on now at HyperX.com to help make your return to student life a breeze. Comfortable cloud headsets can keep you focused in as you cram for finals with some lo-fi beats, and stay productive with lightweight pulse fire mice, responsive alloy keyboards, and more. Keep your GPA and your KDA high with HyperX products and accessories. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Chat of the Wild is part of the HyperX Podcast Network. To find out more information and other great shows, go to podcast.hyperx.com. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Chat of the Wild. Guided. In this season, we are finishing Okami. Uh, in our last episode, we fought some owls. We saved a girl. Ow. The girl's going to sing a song. <laughs> sing a song of Sixpence. <laughs> uh, we got her. We took her back to town. And we get a little scene where, yes, she sang the song. And it made the volcanoes erupt. And then we get like we get the, a few things here and there where then like um the the what is it the leader of the town Samical Samical it's a weird name I don't yeah, know yeah. he he is thanking Oki for everything that he's done and he's, he's like dude like, you went a little overboard but you know we wouldn't have done this without you so yeah so here's why don't you give us back those keys to the city though we, we need those back. <laughs> you might be. A- you might be a D bag, but you're our D bag. Yeah. Um what happened is Oki went and put that glowing sword that he's been carrying around with him back into the pedestal. And that apparently woke up the Ark of Yamoto. Uh it, I don't it's coincidence. They, I don't know. It's just like it. I it's just it just says that he put it in there and a light flashed in front of there and it made the ark come to life and levitate. I just don't uh, like there wasn't anything in the story necessarily that like he pulled that up and the ark crashed into the ice. Like I just don't like the sword was there or maybe it wasn't before. I think the sword maybe was like sitting up in Samical's hook well, because or it's like that. because it's lit up. Uh it's a symbol that Yo, this village is solid and safe, and everyone is in harmony, and they have each other's backs, and like there is no way that that evil can can go beyond the ship itself or something. Like, there's just look, dude, you're trapped. That's it. I don't know. I I, I think we're reading too much into it, but I th- I think the point is the prophecy was fulfilled. The sword is magical now. And now it frees the Ark. 
okay, fine. I'm fine with that. We yeah, can move on. The, the prophecy uh, was the ice was the lake was the ice in the prophecy, not the the demon blizzard. Right. Sure. Yeah. Uh we get a cutscene where the Ark rises from the, the frozen lake. Uh, a door opens, and then a rainbow bridge comes down from <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah, rainbow bridge. I was yelling like it before the rainbow part happened. Like, there were sparklies coming down. I was like, oh, I get to call rainbow bridge, don't I? And then an actual rainbow came out. And I'm like, Jeremy, <laughs> he's going to be hearing about the rainbow bridge. <laughs> I mean, it's like exactly like Ocarina, man. Like, I mean, they did this in Ocarina, the final area that we're going into. A rainbow bridge appears. Yeah. I don't know. There's, there, yeah, um, yeah, no. So this is uh, where we get our final thing of saying, like, no turning back from here. So right. before so, we go into there, we're going to talk about some things. One thing that I wanted to bring up because I had mentioned it multiple episodes ago about how I said I was going to do this. And then I never did. And that is to look up the origin of Urashima. Uh, Urashima, if you remember, was the guy. He had originally summoned the dolphin oh, that yes. took him into there. Yes. Who yeah. was getting beat up by the the kids. Yeah. So Urashima uh, comes from a, an old fairy tale that involves him finding a magic turtle. That took him down to the Dragon Palace underwater. Mm-hmm. Uh, it has a very sad story where he went down and met Orihime and hung out with them and all that. And then when he came back, it had been hundreds of years and all of his family was dead. Right. Okay. <laughs> there we go. That's um, all right. Yeah. So it's a little different there, but it's the same. He's also a character. A he did save the turtle. Um, Aesop, I know, but still. Uh, but the one of the things is that he helped the turtle that was getting beat up by a group of kids. And we first met Urashima when he was getting beat up by a group of kids. Mm-hmm. So, in a way, Urashima was our turtle. Um, there's the moral. I don't know. Whoa. Uh- <laughs> you got No, you got me. There it is. He was our turtle. Okay. Who got the Brown Fury? Yeah, I got the Brown Fury. Right. Okay. I lost. Brian, you you have failed. I lost like an hour and a half worth of uh, money gathering. I was hell bent on getting this Brown Fury, and I, it it was not to be. How you you had mentioned something in our chat, BC, about uh, some trial that you were able to get a bunch of money from. Is that yeah, the and up I, that I, I'm trying to remember, uh, Jeremy, if you had gone into this. I think you mentioned it in an earlier episode, but there are all those caves you can find where you fight a version of the Spider Queen. Do you remember those? Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. So did you go back into those caves afterward? No. Oh. So when you go back into those caves a second time, there is a trial for each of those. So... The trial is basically a series of those demon gates with enemies that are harder than in the normal game and in greater number than in the normal game. So each each area has one of those trials. And at the end, I think you get like a stray bead or maybe like a stray bead and a sun fragment and something else. But basically, once you have unlocked 
Um, once you've unlocked the arc of Yamoto, um, I, I think that's the trigger for it. You can go and find the shrine in Kamui. And once you beat the, the spider and go back in, that's the fastest way to get money. So I essentially, in a couple hours, like got up to 2 million and bought everything <laughs> in the game that I needed. And it's also a great place to farm. Um, it's a great place to farm Demon fangs, fang. which is good because it's like yeah. at the end of the game. So I got all the demon fangs and everything that I needed from there. I found I found an enemy that was... Uh, it was those like... Uh... <laughs> the alien guys from the last episode that look like uh, the Arhabakis. They look like Alpha from uh, from Power Rangers. Arhabakis. And those are the those are the enemies I called the Shimigami Tensei things. They're, they were hanging a out. A god with them. from yeah. Japanese folklore. I found out. I'm not sure a god of what, but yeah, Arhabakis. Either way, when you hit those dudes, would you slash them at the right time in their death animation, which I accidentally happened to get, and then happened to n- on, <coughs> and then non-accidentally happened to get every time I saw them from there on out. They dropped like four or five. So yeah, they dropped four, and every in that area, there are times where you can fight like six of them. Nice. Um. So there were legitimately, after I got Brown Fury, there was, I went into the first battle of the trial, because you can do it over and over, and going into the first battle of the trial, I got 31 fangs (laughs) in one fight. Nice. Um, Nice. (laughs) So essentially what Brown Fury does is, Jeremy, did you end up getting it? I didn't. I mean, I ended the game with like 1.8 oh, yeah. million, but that's because we get a lot of we get a uh, ton. money in the last like five battles that we have on the arc. But we'll yeah. get to that. I could have I could have bought Brown Fury almost twice at the end of the game, but going into it, I did not have that. Yeah. 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 So what I found out is this is when all those items are useful. And I, I remember saying earlier that I didn't use any of the um, the exercising seals or anything like that or the mm-hmm. steel fist sake um, because the fights were already kind of too easy. And that was dumb. I should have been using those the entire game because they rock. Um, they any do. enemy... Yeah, any like enemies that have you have to stun to get to do something, you can just immediately knock them into the stun state. Um, so even if you buy a lot of the small exercising seals, they still create an explosion that knocks enemies into stun states. So for enemies where you have to hit them a bunch and then do something to make them vulnerable, you can just immediately jump to that vulnerability point. Um, okay, I wasn't doing that. You. You have not described what Brown Fury is. Oh, yeah. Sorry. Brown Fury is... (laughs) I need to hear this. Brown Fury is essentially just... Ami takes a dump, and it explodes in a... Like an aura of... uh, Of just, like, poop smell. Like, this nasty odor just explodes around you. Which, the result is... it the enemies will drop two demon fangs as opposed to one demon fang uh, w- that you get when you use uh, the uh, gold fury or the, I, yeah. I forget the original name, but 
it's nice because it's an area of effect. So you oh can hit four or five people at the same time. And it actually does a, a decent hit. It'll stagger people and knock them back. So I went yes. back into that trial and was just like taking, using a power slash, Dumps. stun everybody, take a dump, and then it explodes <laughs> and everybody's shooting out like <laughs> two or three, like everybody's shooting out two fangs. And that was how I got all the fang stuff I needed at the end. Uh, uh, so if you don't care about fangs, then brown fury is not really worth it. Like it, but if you didn't get any what of the it? fang items and you wanted to at the end of the game, it's pretty nice. It's also nice to just have an area of effect attack. So, yeah, that's uh, a right. that's a dog taking a dump. And the other thing I would say outside of I should have been using more items more often because with the steel fist sake, Ami is way too overpowered. Um, there's oh, a couple sessions in the. Um, in the trials where you fight bosses, like you fight the humanoid bosses, so you can fight multiple Nagis, multiple Rao, or multiples of the uh, oh, cool the Fox Rod folk, and then multiple uh, Wakas. So you can fight two huh. or three Wakas at the same time. Okay. Okay. See, All these right. sound like holograms. <laughs> You're right, they do. This game is full of holograms. Surprisingly, this is the point in the game where I started having a lot of fun with the battle system when I figured out, oh, I should just be dropping Steel Fist Sakes and exercising talismans. All I the was time. eating items left and right at this point. Like the yeah. Infinity Stones, the Steel Fist Sakes, like just just pumping my dog up. Treating it like it's a Pokemon, and I'm just feeding it vitamins and stuff. The rare candies, proteins. No, no, the proteins, the the real shady stuff that you get at the at the one counter in the department store. You know the one. Uh, you know Terry. Um, anything else that we need to cover before we enter this arc? I'm trying to think because I had said in the, at the end of the last episode. Uh, typically I end these episodes saying, go, go find some collectibles and power yourself up. But like in general, the, what we are going to be doing here when we get on the arc is basically five boss battles leading up to the final boss battle. Mm -hmm. Um, there's not a lot of navigation in here. It's just like story and yeah. big battles. Mega Man style. Uh, mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 Speaking of Mega Man. But I didn't want to. I didn't. There, there's a lot that we have covered in this game. Uh, but at this point, I don't feel like there's stuff that we necessarily missed, especially like story wise. <clears throat> I don't think there aren't really like side quests outside of the stuff that we covered where oh, there's yeah, like no. a thief in town. Uh, I do know that I mentioned something about in uh, Cyan City, there was a scientist at the top of this like cat tower thing. That if you get it, he was looking for some kind of gear. Apparently, you got that gear from the mailman if you raced him. So okay. then you would take that to him, and it would give you a powered-up version of the electrical attack. Okay. Oh yeah, so, yeah, yeah. I think I'm. I think I. I think I've heard about that. But again, it's like the stuff that we're going to be coming up here. I'll just I'll I'll skip ahead just a second. We're going to be refighting a bunch of the bosses that we fought before. Right. So we don't even, we, we don't need these powered up moves necessarily, especially like if we have the strongest sword, 
we still know what to do to fight these monsters, and we can do a lot of damage I mean, on them. We don't necessarily stunned. need powered up electrical attacks because yeah, that's not what <laughs> I'm leaning on. I'm leaning um, on this giant sword. Even that inferno attack that literally. I got. Even that inferno attack that I got, where I can summon a huge fireball whenever I want, it takes like four ink slots. But I've never used it. Like I've, uh, I have not had a need to use it. I use at all. it to like see if is this going to get big fire and do something different if I shoot big fire at it and I don't have a torch somewhere nearby. Yeah, and usually, nah, not really. Right, and, like for the most part, you don't actually need it. And by the end of the game, you really don't even need the. You don't need torches. You don't need electricity or ice because your weapons will supply all of those yeah if you need it and even then they basically just give you that stuff anyway in the environment if you need it um so with all that out of the way let's talk about why this is one of the best games i've ever played (laughs) we okay we can we can go ahead and get in the arc. Uh, we get a cutscene after we've gone and said, you know, we're not we're not going to turn around. Mm. Um, and this is where Isun is finally saying farewell shows, to us. Shows his true colors. Um, yeah, he's like, I, well, he's been open and honest for us. Like one thing you can't say about Isun is that he was like, you know, leading us along. Right. He right. said at the very beginning he I'm, was going I'm to steal. Right, well, that's fair. He's meeting everybody else. Um, he said he was tagging along with us to steal the 13 yeah. brush techniques. When he sets his mind like to that, something. He th- he has been upfront <clears throat> about that. Yeah. And only because he couldn't just leave us before uh, had he stuck around since we got the 13th. Mm. And, and, and he's basically at the top going, like, looking at this spaceship. And going, yeah, I don't think I'm supposed to step onto that. Um, I neither really want to go where that's going, um, and I don't even know if I'm allowed to or if I'm supposed to. So uh, we're done here, buddy. I got to go. And it goes, this goes on for a while, too, Mm -hmm. um, of him just being like, no, you can't follow me. And then you'll yeah. see like Amy take a step and it'll be like, no. <laughs> you gotta um, go. You gotta go. I totally forgot to mention this was one of the funniest moments for me in this entire game. When we were at Poktan, Isun's homeland, we didn't have Isun with us. And people would talk to us and it would just cut to Amy not saying anything, not reacting, not even turning its head, just standing there. And then they were like, oh, did you mean this? And like they they were playing it for for jokes, and they kept doing it over and over. I, yeah, and I found it funny every single time. I took a bunch of clips of just people, like not even screenshots of the dialogue, like clips of people talking to Amy and Amy, just like they're mainly for the reaction, Amy reaction clips. I yeah, I found them hilarious. Just nothing. Yeah, they're just talking to a dog. And the dog <laughs> can't talk back. Like, and that was it. You don't get many dogs but here. Anyway. Well, yeah, I guess that's what a dog would say to me. So, uh, as Isun is finally stepping away from here, we do get 
stopped by Waka. And uh, this, man, the whole thing with Waka, Waka's, like, final sort of wrap-up and we get an idea of, like, who he is and what's going on. Mm-hmm. It's still just weird, and I think it just has to do with, like, the fact that Waka just doesn't like Isun. And so I think it's completely outside of the realm of everything else. He just loves picking on Isun. Yeah. Uh, I don't think it's <laughs> there's I, nothing else to it other than that. He doesn't dislike Isun. That's um, the whole point. He likes Isun. Why does he keep picking on him and making fun of him? And because he's pushing Isun to do what he's supposed to be doing this entire time. What does that have to do with we'll get doing to... the reverse psychology to get him to run into an electric fence? No, he's saying, you know you're not supposed to be here, and you know why you're not supposed to be here. You're not supposed to come on you this ship won't. because you're supposed to be doing the thing that you were meant to be doing from the first place. And you won't, and, and the thing that you won't do, admit that that's what you need to be doing because he's running away from his celestial envoy duties. Um, well, okay, that makes more sense, but... And then he shows him, look, even if you'd wanted to, you are the Celestial Envoy, you shouldn't be on here. Also, that only people who are allowed on this ship have the... That's right, that's what it is, like, have the conviction that they know that they are doing what they're supposed to do, whether or not it's a good idea, they're following through, and you're not following through, Eason. I no, I think it's just flat out. He's not one of the celestial beings. Right, <laughs> like that's all it says, is. Yeah, um, but he also finishes with that. I, I I will I will happily disagree with you there, Jeremy. But I respect your opinion. Let's let's ha- let's start this off with some clashing theories. Once again, <laughs> um, no, it's I mean, fine. I have Either the, way, we have the text. Uh, Isun, Isun, and myself both don't listen to Waka. And uh, Isun runs, tries to run into the Ark and gets zapped because uh-huh. he is not allowed in there. Falls down. The Ark is floating up in the in the sky right now. He falls far. Fortunately, it's just in the water. And we do cut to him and little Isun floating on the water there. Yeah. Uh, so he, he's fine in the end. Amy, however, uh, reacts and, and hops off before the Rainbow Bridge disappears. So we got like a... Uh... Anybody else feeling the Mega Man Legends vibe in the room during all oh, of yeah, this? Oh, yeah, definitely going up in this ancient yeah, technology yeah, to the celestial realm that is maybe just a spaceship. Yeah. Uh, we do. We, I do got to mention, uh, you know, this is the last time we'll talk about it, but Waka's Prophecy. Uh, it takes two to tango. The bond of the brush sh- shall intercede. And during mm. this, he is doing a dance with Isu, or with... Uh, Amy. It's great. Uh, they somehow get a spotlight with it too. Mm-hmm. Dancing with a dog like you it's do where the dog music. tries to jump on you and grab its two paws and you just pretend you're dancing with it. Love it. Yeah. Love it. That's great. <laughs> he, even, he even feels but, a little silly at the end of it. It's just mm-hmm. like, all right. <laughs> but, yeah, we go into this arc and it is it looks it just looks strange. Uh, you know, the art style of this game is is of its own. And so when you get in here, it's real dark. Uh, it's, it's, it's like a spaceship, but it's shut off and it's in, it's in that standby mode where you have just like a couple red blinking lights are the only light inside of it or something like that, but they're not blinking, but everything just has this like red hue to it while you're in there. It felt almost like a combination of sciency and also like 
I don't know, organ, organ-like or whatever. <laughs> well, just know like like some kind of um, H.R. Giger kind of thing oh, okay. in my mind where like everything was kind of like it felt meaty at first. You start to turn everything on and it all is like just technology and it's fine. Yeah. But just the red hue of everything gave me that feeling. I, w- I was thinking like maybe more of the the art style on the walls being like kind of prehistoric primordial art. Yeah. Like yeah. There's that too. Very simplistic. Right. Um, we do come across a ghost. Oh, uh, Marco <laughs> Polo. Uh, yes. In fact, maybe a little bit <laughs> of that going on, but I don't, I don't think he never made it to Japan. I don't know. <laughs> Hopefully not. Yeah. Hanging out uh, China. Marco is an angel ghost who sells us stuff. Uh, he will buy. He he calls it. Will you give us a donation or whatever? Yeah, um, yeah. And, and you can offerings. choose. Yeah, an offering of either the fangs or money. And I didn't understand at first. I was like, I don't need my fangs here. Take some fangs. And they were like, Oh, it just opens up the shop, and you could yeah. just buy stuff with fangs. Now I was like, Oh, okay. Never mind. I don't need any of this. Though after BCE talking how about how much you've been using items, I was like, I might as well have burned through my fangs, right? I should have bought some stuff, but uh, yeah. I didn't. I still survived, so it's fine. Marco does introduce himself as one of the Celestials, and this is where we first start to get an introduction of like what's going on here. Here they are. Um, so we heard they, and- they crashed their ship. And then thought everything was fine because they were escaping some bad spirits that would, had had attacked their home or something like. That. But we heard that they had, they they thought they had escaped, but they had not. There were already bad spirits there. Um. Yeah. The well, the story we heard before was that yeah, there were spirits on board the ark, mm-hmm. and at some point while it was moving, they broke free and killed everyone on there except yeah. for one person. Uh, I mean, we'll just say, I mean, it, it was Waka. Um, I think BC, you put out that theory a few episodes ago when we like had heard this. Yeah. I mean, it had to be Waka cause he's the weirdest dude. So, yeah. um, do we, do we just want to bottom line kind of the exposition we get here? Cause it, it comes piecemeal and well, right. yeah, I, w- bit, yeah, we get a little bit here and it's even, even the celestials aren't completely right about what's going on what happens is that while we're in here we have to go down each of these hallways we get to the end we refight one of the bosses again when we end sometimes uh, between those yeah between those a a number of celestials appear and when we kill the being it frees their soul but they give us some some stuff i mean bc do you want to explain what the general thought is here yeah i can try and make it the quick version. <laughs> so essentially, all these beings were celestials. They lived on the celestial plane. Um, one day, the celestial plane was attacked by Orochi, the the true Orochi, mm. big bad evil Orochi, and Ami was the guardian of the celestial plane. So Ami and Orochi get into it, and as a result of their battle, they both end up falling to Earth to the mortal realm. So the Ark was brought to the Celestial Plane by um, by Waka, who is one of right. the, the last of the moon people. 
So we saw when we rescued the bamboo. He so, tells sorry, us that, that later. The Celestials kind of say like they don't they don't say where the art came from. They, I, in fact, I remember one of them saying that it was something they had and decided. No, they to they use. say it because they talk about him feeling remorse. They talk about the man who brought the ark. So Waka yeah. was the man okay. who brought the ark there, and it was supposed to be an escape ship. But anyway. Ami and Orochi fall to the, the ground, fall to Earth. They all try to escape the celestial plane on the Ark because it's wrecked and there's demons everywhere. And they don't realize until they're leaving the celestial plane that the thing that brought the demons and summoned Orochi was in the bottom of the Ark. So Waka, not realizing that he bringing the Ark there was going to doom everybody on the celestial plane feels remorse for having essentially eradicated an entire planet of people. Mm-hmm. And at one point, uh, uh, when they go, when we go back to the past, Eason says something to Amy, like, yo, why, if you both fell down here, like, why didn't you just take care of this a long time ago? This was your fight. And, we hear later about that Amy was waiting for something. And, and even Eason's like, you know, Orochi probably thought you were a chicken, thought you were a chump because you didn't, you never acted all this time while you were both down here. And yeah, I think it's probably kind of stupid that you didn't do anything, Amy. And we find out why. This is, this is an issue that I have with the storytelling in this game. And it has to do just with time, Uh, not time travel, but just time in general where we're told like the only time frame we're given is a hundred years where there was a thing that happened a hundred years ago. And then there's a thing now, but then there's stuff that happened be before the hundred years, mm-hmm. but it's not clear like how long. And I, I get confused whenever I'm hearing some things about like, Oh, something is, is very old versus just a couple genera Like, let's just say like the one hundred years. Like, yeah, and it it, it kind of confuses me when we're talking about certain things on here. Like, when did the Ark fall then? How long has the Ark been here? Did it happen 100 years ago? Because then even then, yeah, like, because then um, Orochi talks about it would have been the 100th sacrifice. So that would have been maybe another 100 years mm-hmm. that doing that. They did, working that, with did that every year. Um, yeah, I, Waka and, makes a reference to how long he's waited and he mentions that it's been hundreds of years. He said over 200. Yeah. He said over 200. Yeah. So I yeah. think the Orochi reawakening happened 100 years ago. Like Orochi's reawakening happened way long ago, but it was 100 years ago oh. that it would have been the 100th year of Orochi. So Orochi being, being uh, bound to um, the sword that was like holding him down in the moon shrine. Mm-hmm. That was like the eventful thing where I would assume that like when Orochi first fell down here and got, got settled in, in the moon cave, he was just like, all right, every uh, year, business, time to level it's up. like business, business is open. Yeah. Like, <laughs> he was like, I need to level every up hundred, every year. Now, um, if I get a hundred killing people, yeah, if I get to level hundred, then I be, I become God of the underworld. I, I it says right here, I need, 100 right. maidens on this night every year that those are my day those are my my yearlies and once i hit that it's just I, like oh I no god of the underworld skin 
you had these you had these pages stuck together. It's a it's a hundred folding cranes that you uh, needed to do. Sorry. Mm. Uh <laughs> but like so I guess I guess in general we could we could roughly say like two hundred and fifty years or something like that. That like that all of this stuff has has happened or whatever, which is, you know, multiple generations, enough for, for it to be, you know, legends uh, of, of things in this town, I guess. But that, that was a thing throughout all of this that always just kind of threw me off as I was just like, I'd get confused about where we were in time whenever they would talk about these stories. Mm-hmm. So that's why, like, I thought for a while that it was like, oh, it's going to be that Nagi was the one that survived and all this stuff. But, like, not even thinking about Waka. Yeah. So Nagi wasn't the one that survived. But Nagi, we'll get into what Nagi is when we get to the final boss battle. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, we go through all this. We fight these monsters. We get this lore. Um, and then that just like turns great. on, it turns on the spaceship basically. Um, well, no, it teleports us to like another part of the spaceship, I guess. Is that, is that all the rooms, all the rooms in the spaceship that, that took us to the boss fight had like a little, like a spot where a clover would be that you dig up like a, a, a tube of light shining up into the, you know, from the ground to the sky. And so the the thing in the middle is now that it's one of those so we just i don't know we get beamed up again every time we step yeah. into it amy looks up at the sky and yawns and it's great um but we do get like teleport i guess this just teleports us to the next like battle right to the the shadow realm sure yeah this is this is where we get to like face yami uh when we get there we see waka is just like immediately fighting it. He's like, oh, like I at I least could. trying. He's like, I thought I could take care of this before you got here. Yeah, Yami's a big ball, uh, and Waka's just not able to do anything with it at all. And so that that starts this battle here. We do get to see, like, as it's doing all this, uh, it keeps like firing beams, and Waka keeps like deflecting it and like stopping it, and it just, but it doing just keeps cool doing Waka stronger stuff. and stronger beams. Yeah. Uh, but this is where w- there was something one of the the celestials said, and they had like a prophecy of trusting the one and with blonde hair or something like that. They said they said it was the man from the moon tribe with the golden hair is the with the golden hair. Yeah, they 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 say that they can sense him down in, within the ship, and so it, during this cutscene, we see Waka get hit. And his hat flies off and everything, and you just see his long golden locks fall mm-hmm, down. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, now, the reason that he's, like, deflecting all this stuff is because we've had our powers taken away. Because Well, the... we, we show up, and he's like, cool, at least you're here now. Let's do this. And apparently this this day is still a problem. Even after the um, volcano prayers, it still poses a risk for us. Well, yeah, because that's why, I, like the the eclipse still happens. Yeah, when that happens, we we lose like all of our. Well, Yami takes is able to take all of our brush techniques away from us. Yeah, and turns us back into a regular dog, and so that's where like Yami is like or uh, I mean, Waka is is protecting us. We're a little from, more than from a regular getting dog, taken out, but you know. You know. We're still a cool dog, but 
Um, and so we, we have all of this uh, happening here. And then eventually, let's see, where were we? We do get to see a bit of, I guess, what Yami actually is, which is this weird giant, I don't know, tadpole looking thing in a jar. Yeah, bizarre seal <laughs> in a sphere. I don't know. Yeah. I don't Alien, it's evil baby. Yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't know. It was, it was real strange to it's, see on that. It's, I mean, it's the, it's the the weird slime thing from Next Generation that killed Yar in baby form. Yeah. So we we go through all of this. Um, Spoilers and... for season one of DNG. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see. Where are we? Um, but this this sort of just like starts the fight now where even though we don't have any of our powers, we can still like do our headbutt. And so we just got to like get up to Yami and like headbutt it. Yeah. And, like, which do I some didn't know. damage. I thought I had to let <laughs> Yami destroy the whole, uh, sir, you know, all of final destination. Cause I just kept running around like, okay, I guess knock this one out. Okay. Now knock this. Cause I clearly can't do anything to you. I've, I've bit you a few times, but that doesn't get me anywhere. So, yeah, I just I had the whole the whole floor cleared out by the time I actually hit Yami. It is funny because we're we're kind of just knocking them out of them the the celestial brushes, which we get to hit one him. the middle one, and I get upset. Um, but so we we get that, and as soon as we get our first celestial brush technique back, we are like Okami again. We got our weapon back. Oh. We got the we got our red marks. We have everything yeah. back on there, but we can only do so much. We can use uh, our sword. Thankfully, I mean, yeah, the sword the sword is is all I need. Yeah. Honestly, uh, he's got a few moves that basically it's like when he's glowing red, you can't hit him at all. So you have to just like wait till he does a thing, and then the color fades away, and then you, yeah. he's open for damage. Basically, there. as you do that, basically you're gonna get you're gonna get him three at a time, like doled out one, two, three. Um, but you'll you'll have to do something annoying to get the first one out, which will make it easier to get the second one out and the third one. In which case, at that point, that phase is just done. You 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 can use the all three of those techniques to to move on to the next phase. Like, oh, I um, wish I had lightning right now. That would be really handy. I will get lightning, though, the third step of this phase. So, But uh, once we damage him enough, we we get a cutscene that like, is just like, it's dead. We've killed it. We, no, hold we on. We see this thing. We get a, the roulette thing for one of the phases. And, and every time we stun Yami... Uh, one of our celestial techniques flies out of it, and they miss it because the roulette, the technique just flies out of nowhere, and it, 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 it's supposed to fly out of the slot machine. Come on. Or not roulette, the slot machine. Come on. Why didn't it fly out of the mouth of the slot machine? The next Because the guy flies, hole. because Yami flies out of the mouth of the slot machine. Oh, okay, fine. But I figured the technique would too. I don't know. I, I feel you. I feel you. Um, it's yeah, disappointing. We, we have, we've got another, we've got a number of phases with that. Um, when it feels like that we beat him, we do get a cutscene where, uh, Isun is just like, all right, do one of your victory howls. But then we we realize, oh wait, 
Isun's not with us. Yeah. Uh, it's kind of, well, I, I, don't know, I, I guess figured like, you know, that sort of memory of this is what would happen. Cause it's what I was expecting. I was like, okay. And then here we would have Isun, and then there he was. I was like, okay. <laughs> Apparently he, he got here and they didn't make a big deal of it. No, he's not here. This was just Amy imagining it. And then while Amy was sort of distracted with this thought, uh, Yami yeah. is like alive again and grabs Amy and like electrocutes him enough that you just see the constellations around you being destroyed. It is intense. Yeah. Um, yeah. Massive destruction. We, get, we we get to see Yami turn into a new dark floating hand. Because again, definitely master hand. Co- they got to copy another Zelda thing. Um, and so, I thought of it as a Smash Bros. This, thing, but. Yeah, teach so their eyeball. Yeah, man. It's, it still has, it has an a, eyeball on it. The thing, the things in the there's a thing in the middle of the palm that's like an eyeball. So that's where I think. It, that. it but also, a, yeah, master master hand works too. I think. Yeah, it's like the the Mario sixty four pyramid hand, but yeah, definitely, definitely uh, a lot of life in this weird hand thing. Brian, you want to describe what happens next? Yeah, I do. I started sobbing. <laughs> um so so we we cut away to like like it's just this is it it's over like this hand has us it's over and we kind of cut away first to I forgot all about these two people we meet them at the very beginning of the game and they like seem to kind of know what's going on but like it's like an older sister and her, her like her kid sister and they've got the weird umbrella Do you remember them? Because I had yep. totally forgotten about them, and I don't know who these people are. I forget where they come from. They are the ancestors of the people who planted the Konohana tree that became okay. Sakia. Right. And so, yeah, all of a sudden they show up, and I'm like, that's... Like, I sat up. I'm like, that's weird. That's crazy. We haven't talked... I haven't seen these people in forever. Um, but we, we see a bunch of people that we know and that know Amy and that know that the sky would be... Uh, if the sun were gone from the sky, that means, oh, our friend is probably in trouble and, like, we should help, you know, send in spirit energy or whatever. The but, spirit um, bomb moment. Yeah. It, but as it goes, but they were our friends. They they would clearly know if the sun were out. That means their friend, the sun god, was gone. We, it well, goes well, no, that's, that's part of it. See- they didn't realize we were the sun god. So, like, the whole point is that they now know that that wolf was Shiranui. It was the sun god. Yeah. But they, they're not holding the slips of, like, parchment. Like, we start to see more people that are, like, actually holding something and saying that. And the, I'm like, like, these people didn't the, know that. The, the, the Isun tracts? Right. These people yeah. didn't know that we were, like, special. Like, what's going on? And it it slowly began to dawn on me that, like, that he was out there, you know, putting in putting in the work and and spreading the and, good word and helping us and like yeah, I was just I was sobbing, but he's but the I celestial was, envoy. I was moved. Yeah. Our friend was I, out was, there. That is, I thought this was a beautiful moment to wrap together what has been a kind of confusing element of the game is we get to all these big story beats and then we see it as. Instead of a cutscene, we see these very beautiful but still drawings. 
And so we beat a boss or we get to someone dies and we just see these hand-drawn, like uh, traditional Japanese paintings uh, that explain the story and go through everything. And this reframes it as the reason we are seeing that is because Isun was documenting our journeys this whole time. That's a glimpse Mm. into what Isun was doing. And initially I thought, oh, it's just a stylistic choice or right. they didn't want to animate this cutscene, and it was easier to do it this way. But no, it's intentional the entire time because it's going to come together. Those s- stories that we saw are the works that Isun was creating along our adventure. And I think that's right. amazing. I never thought about that until now. I'm, yeah, I really like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's why I was just like, yeah, damn it, you're... <laughs> You're the worst, but you're my worst, man. Yeah. Um. Yeah, we still need to work on how you talk to women, but don't <laughs> an awful human being. Uh, I like the fact that you can tell they were like, we cannot our 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 engine that we have here cannot handle more than four people on the screen at once. <laughs> so we're gonna take screenshots of some characters. And have Isun as an actual polygonal character bouncing on on the on a single still screen of people behind him. Like I don't know if you guys picked up on this, but it's like that's a that's bit. the effect that they were using with that. We're doing that. And it was, it was style. It was it was kind of funny the way they did that. But yeah, so Isun uh, after he, I I was honestly hoping we maybe saw. We could see something of like what what happened with Isun. Like, did he even just a shot of him talking to himself, like having an understanding He's of like what was going to be done? Um, but he suddenly was just like, "All right, I'm going to finally do the thing I've been putting off forever now, uh, and that is do the job of a Ponkel and spread the word of God and go ahead and tell yeah. everybody about him." And yeah, he hit the he hit the water. There you go. Waka was like. Go do your job. <laughs> We're gonna need it. Go. <laughs> so, yeah. but yeah, as as Brian had said before, we have another Dragon Ball moment of everyone lending their energy. I was in uh, my living room, Tammy. just hands in the air. <laughs> it's like I feel like this. you do that regularly, though. I do is it this, a lot. Is that really but, special? <laughs> but like, yeah, you know, he was sitting, he was talking, and you know, just like, yeah, man, we got this. Um, doing all this stuff, we bring the constellations back. We get our power back. We have one last fight with Yami here. Um, this one, I don't know. Like I, I had actually used up my items just cause I was like, I'm not going to be doing it for anything else. So let's see what I got. What do I have in my pockets right now? Okay. This thing will just damage him anyway. Go ahead. Throw that out. Why not? <laughs> I, I still had so let's much praise going. left over that I was just like, you know, whatever, I can I can be here all day, man. <laughs> so <laughs> I I can take as much damage as I need to take to get through this fight. It's not going to be. I'm not worried. That's what I'm saying. I got the prayers right. of everybody in Nippon. I'm good. Well, the nice mechanic of this fight, even though it was incredibly brief, was that we finally get our last brush technique. So the trick to beating the boss is bringing the sun back from the eclipse in the yeah. day of darkness. Yeah, yeah. Uh, which is a nice cinematic moment. And 
I had to, I, the game had to tell me, hey, dude, draw a circle. I had a circle pop up on my screen of just like, draw a circle on here. Oh, really? No, I was like not picking up on it. I was like, I got all my powers back. I don't need anything else. I can do you. Why are you not taking any damage? <laughs> yeah, that's that's the triumphant moment is that you finally, you're you're the sun god again. Like you're back to your old glory and you can bring the sun back from the eclipse and then destroy the boss yeah. in one cycle. You can tell the moon to go take a seat for a minute at this point. Move it. I just did not spend a lot of time making suns and moons in this game. So on oh, purpose? Really? It was it just did not come <laughs> as uh, yeah, on purpose, yeah, cuz plenty of times where I'm trying to make something bloom and then it's just oh. like it's sunny and I'm like I don't need it to be sunny. It's fine. But yeah, I did not spend a lot of time doing suns and moons in this game. So when that stuff pops up, I'm just like I was the, the I, whole point I don't of the know. scene. So yeah, they're like do the a circle. Back. As much as all you that didn't narrative. like the battles in this game, I assumed you would have made it sunny all the time. <laughs> no, the battles are just easy, man. I don't care. Like it just, I blast through these so easily. I mean, it just they're still matter. longer than not having fights. And like, there's, I'm pretty sure there's fewer and less aggressive enemies during the day. I'm able to run around those those floating scrolls pretty quick. I yeah, I just, I guess I just never worried about it from that standpoint because i didn't fight a lot of the floating scrolls i just it ran away from them <laughs> i'm i'm just like oki over here i'm just trying to hit everything with a sword because that'll fix it all mm. um so we beat yami uh and we're told by waka who is in like the i don't know the he's at the control deck of this spaceship and he's like, "Come on up here. You know what we got <laughs> to do? We got to we <laughs> What's that? Just, just the dog head poking up over the spaceship console next to the guy. Sure, just, just sitting there next to like I don't know. I loved it. Um, Waka uh, reiterates because this was brought up before that the only way to solve all this is to get Amy back." to the celestial mm. plane yeah like all every nothing can be put back to order until the sun god is back in the land of the gods and yeah this this shot was just weird to me because it just shows like a first person shot of us going towards this island that we've never seen and then yeah that's just it um it was fine like you know, it, that I'm sure there's there's something about the limitations of what they could have done on that. They were like, we don't have the money to make a whole new like level just so you can show it in a cutscene. We're like, if you're not gonna actually be playing it, just get get your amazing artists that have already been doing this hand this beautiful hand drawn art and just have them make an island. And we'll Second be star to the like, left, right, and straight on till morning. Just yeah, there we but, go. That wraps up Okami. We're going to take a quick break. When we get back, we're going to talk about what we thought of this game overall. 
I'm Colette. And I'm Matt. It's time to talk about the most important topic facing humanity. Video games. Oh, okay, video games. (laughs) Every week on Colette and Matt have entered the chat, we have in-depth conversations about the games we're currently playing. We also talk to people who make video games as well as YouTubers, writers, and podcasters that you already know and love. We also talk about what you're playing when you join our community. Subscribe to Colette and Matt have entered the chat wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Class is back in session, and HyperX has the grade A gear you need for dorm life, remote classes, and for schooling folks online. Shop the HyperX back-to-school deals going on at HyperX.com to make your return to student life a breeze. Comfortable cloud headsets can keep you focused in as you cram for finals with some lo-fi beats and stay productive with lightweight pulse fire mice, responsive alloy keyboards, and more. Keep your GPA and your KDA high with HyperX products and accessories. Do you love Japan and video games? Well, so do we. We're Kinsey and Mark from Kyoto Indie Dev's Chuhai Labs. Join us twice monthly for games, silly Japan news, and all-around nonsense. We stink at making commercials. <laughs> we f***ing got this one, bro. Be sure to stop by the Chu High Labs Discord to chat about our games or ask us questions. Chu High Labs and the Nasty Labs Podcast. We're legally the best. The secret word for this episode is bird. B-I-R-D. Go to the link in the description, enter that secret code, and get a bonus entry to win a copy of Skyward Sword HD for the Nintendo Switch. All right, we are back. Okami is now behind us. Um, let's. I mean, we got our we got our stats out here. Oh, uh, my play right. my play time was thirty hours and fifty minutes, just under thirty one. <laughs> my my days passed were fifty seven. But yeah, what? Just go ahead and start. Oh, what, how, what was your playtime? Uh, my playtime was forty-three hours and fifty-four minutes. Uh, part of that was probably me eating dinner and me falling asleep on the couch. Um, oh. But forty-two days oh, yeah. passed and one hundred and twenty-three saves. Partially because uh, I saved obsessively saves. when I was trying to get money for uh, for some of the in-game items. So. Mm. Mm, got it Brian what about you I had uh, just shy of 58 hours um, mostly for the things wow no no for what BC said just okay leaving my switch lying around I mean I have to get up and and go help Tiffy with things or make dinner and I'll just leave my switch lying around for a lot of I just I have a re um, I just I have a reflex of if I do anything, I my my hand immediately just goes to the power button. Like yeah. it's literally just a finger movement for I'm, me there, I'm, and so it's just I'm constantly putting that thing to sleep. I'm uh yeah, I definitely have lost a step from my days when the wave bird had to be turned off or you were shunned, shun <laughs> shun the wave bird, leave her honor, shun him. Uh, did you guys get a screenshot of the other screen with yes. your deaths and your enemies defeated? Zero I did deaths. Not. I had one death. Oh. Um, but um, that is my only happy tree. I was very close to... I had uh, two green trees and then two sad trees. I mean, slightly less great. But the I had uh, all great except for the enemies defeated somehow. Okay. I don't know... 
What'd you get? That one, 522. Okay. It was so, still just I like got, Green Tree. I got the Green Tree, but for 462. Uh, but then everything else, uh, get, I got the good ones. And for each of those, you unlock a skin for Amy. Okay. That you can run, do in another playthrough. And so you have like one skin is just, he does, it looks like regular dog, white dog. Um, one, there's a couple of them that give you different dog breeds. Then there's the pack at the end. Wanna, if you get enough praise, different dog breeds. Well, the, here's what I like. If the the last one, if you got enough praise, which I, I had four thousand eight hundred twenty one. I can't believe I didn't get enough um, praise. I went hard on that. Whatever. What did you have? Oh, like thirty five, thirty six hundred. Oh, I thought um, I was but, I was going way way into that. You get three skins with that. Which one is a, like a fully powered Ami that has like wings on, like li- short, real short wings. Cool. But like uh, that kind of thing. There's dark Ami, uh, which gives it like sort of this Super grayish, cool. greenish tone. I'm and in. then there's photo, then there's photorealistic Ami. <laughs> you showed a oh. picture of this. This is great. You have to put this in the Discord, in the Patreon uh, section yeah, of the I, Discord. I will, I so will that, share that on there. So that you can go to possible or to Patreon. Patreon.com slash chat of the wild. Patreon.com slash chat of the wild. But uh, that would be the only reason I would play through this game again. Is <laughs> just to play around with the photorealistic. I want to do that so bad. Um, so, I mean, let's BC. You hadn't played this game before. You have it done now. Uh, how, how do you feel about it? So I would say I... From an aesthetic standpoint, I love this game. I think the characters mm-hmm. are quirky. They're interesting. They're great. Um, some of the dialogue and interactions are pretty funny. Amy, how she's personified as a dog and you know, falling asleep if you don't touch the controller or just nodding off in cutscenes, that's great. Yeah. And the artwork and the style still looks awesome today, even though the game's old. And just all the hand-drawn pieces, everything from an aesthetic and like musical standpoint, really dig it. The biggest thing for me was I didn't really have fun with the battles, except yeah. when, um, except when I was doing the trials. Then it got chaotic and kind of fun and challenging. But for the most part, it was I wanted to not be fighting so I could be doing something else in the game. Which is a shame <laughs> yeah. because the enemy designs in this game, even though they're taking from you traditional monsters and folklore, the way that they design the enemies and the way you interact with them is super cool. I just wish the battle system felt more crisp. And if this weren't a Kamiya game, <laughs> I would probably give it some slack. Right. Sure. Yeah. I mean, that yeah. makes it makes sense. That I mean, I would say that the the battle system is my biggest complaint about this game. Like in general, I think this game is is great to look at. I think the the music is amazing. I I think just playing it though, the actual interacting with it is challenging in a lot of ways, and it's like it just doesn't hold up. Like you could you could argue that games back then they were still figuring a lot out a lot of stuff and this was a team that was not familiar with making a big world like this that you would run around and do all this stuff with and interact with it that way and that's fine but it just doesn't 
hold up in a way where something like Ocarina of Time still holds up. Ocarina of Time is still fun to play where you get into there. And again, the, the other thing I want to point out is like going through this, it's not a Zelda like, right? It just ends up, it's not a Zelda like. Hmm. Uh, I feel it's like an adventure we, game that pulls a ton of stuff out of Zelda games. Big adventure, little action. Right. Like the idea of just like big having those trouble. words out. Adventure is bigger, action is little. Little action. While Zelda has it the other way. Um, Yeah. Brian, I mean, you've you've said in the last two episodes this this game somehow. It it does a good job. I think it's a very effective game. I think I like just chilling out and hanging out with this game. It's it's pretty nice. I, I went on less than 2000 to talk to them about how much I like just playing Zelda one and not doing much of anything and just hanging out in it. And, um, uh, Oh, I can't blank on his name. That guy, uh, Adam, Adam, uh, and, and Adam said pretty much soon after that, we started playing this game and Adam was like, Hey, Okami, the way you describe that, Okami is a game that I could say about, I could say those things about it. It's something I just want to like run around in and just f- find the stuff hidden everywhere. And I could do that forever sort of thing. And I was like, okay, I, I, I'm not seeing that, but we're only a few episodes in. And yeah, I could, I could definitely see just spending a ton of time in this giant world and having fun looking for stuff maybe not fighting i don't want to fight a bunch of stuff i want to check out the stuff bc said but yeah it's just kind of nice to be in and at the end um you know they finished the story they they like they saw it through to the end and it worked and we've played some games that we think are really good and weird but have a like a cult following that it's like well, that wasn't really an effective follow through. You didn't you didn't stick the landing, and I felt like this game really stuck the landing like really well. So, I was in, and I was surprised at how much I was like, I I cared about the characters in the world, and and so, yeah, I like it. I'm here for it. I def I still view this as like a classic. Yeah, right. It's this not is an absolutely one. Um. I think it was one that definitely got overlooked when it came out by a lot of people. Um, but I, playing through I, I it now, that when it came out, like from day one, it was a game that went on a list of like, I'm going to have to play that game. Like no one is shutting up about this damn game, but you know, it got a sequel, but uh, yeah, I mean, maybe like maybe in your circles, people were talking about it, but like this it game, I mean, the most it didn't life out of any of those Capcom, you know, things that the Clover. Well, I mean, view, the the Clover things like Beautiful Joe was like the biggest thing that came out of that. Mm, um, yeah, like that was I the guess. that was the one that that got a sold the show. best of those. Yeah, um, it got multiple sequels. This got this got one sequel on the DS, and that was it. And that was the end of it. You got like one and, sequel. Um, it got it got three sequels. I don't like. Uh, well, I don't like the two sequels. Beautiful Joe. Two sequels and a party game spinoff. 
Um, anyway, we're not talking about Beautiful Joe. Um, no, we're not. I th- I think my issue is the pacing with this game. Like when we talk about the storytelling, like I think when you look at it overhead, when you're looking at everything, the story that it told, I think like yeah, it wraps up in the end, but then it also loads up so much stuff at the at the 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 butt of it where we didn't necessarily know what we were moving towards for a long time. We were like, we killed Orochi. We did, we beat the thing. We saved the day. And then they're like, yeah, but the story's still going. And we were like, why is the story still going? I'm like, we'll tell you why it's still going mm-hmm. later. But in the meantime, keep fighting these things. And we're like, why am I fighting these things? We'll get to it. Just fight these things. And then when eventually we get to it, we realize like, oh. okay, it's not complete because the end, uh, Amy needs to go back to the celestial plane. Like everything, everything won't be like completely sealed up until you're back there and you have to like clean up so much of this stuff. And I think like, that's just an issue that I have with it of the way that like the way the story gets sprinkled out to you in like certain spots feels out of place a lot to me where I talked about when we stopped at uh, punk, punk tan, punk, whatever uh the isun's home yeah. where we stopped by there to just elaborate more on a couple other characters here it didn't have to do with the reason we were even here to begin with but it's time to tell you some more about these things here we're going to put the we're going to put this village here for you to talk to these people now um and then continue on and i feel like it does that a lot there's a lot of uh the you know um not moving the goal like extending out the stick with the carrot on it a little bit here and there. I it just felt I think more the like dialogue. I feel like we were, I think it's just more, I would say the pacing's bad because like the script is bloated. Like people repeat themselves a lot and people repeat other people a lot. They'll say the same thing as someone else. And like, you could yeah. cut back some of that and stuff. And yeah, maybe, like we talked about that Ponk old part, I I agree that just seemed kind of weird. I wanted, but I wanted more out of it. I I wanted, I wanted like more of a payoff for getting to his hometown, but it wasn't time for that payoff yet. And so, all right, game, I will go along with you, I guess. But it, I think if we go ahead, I have to wonder how much of I have to wonder if some of it is related to the fact that it's so steeped in folklore and it's going back to that. There's a layer of something that we're not getting mm-hmm. because we don't, we aren't versed in Japanese folklore. Right. So we don't, all of this stuff would be second nature and references that would be like us referencing, you know, the round table as a shorthand for it's supposed to be, it mean equality. Um, you know, sort of thing. So there are weird references, like you know, all of all of Chinese, uh, you know, stories are are based on just nothing but romance of the Three Kingdoms references that none of us know, and so like we don't get any of that stuff. But I I feel like it's extremely effective at at what it does, and maybe yeah, it's just some of the pacing because this game is just long. And there's a lot in here, but I feel like the things that would have suffered from a development having to get pushed along because, hey, we need this game, um, the the narrative elements weren't the thing that suffered in that. They they nailed the the references and the folklore and that stuff and 
maybe the the uh, the combat could have used a pass over. I think I think they could have cut down a third of the NPCs that we interact with mm. in here. Uh, maybe made some of the towns a little smaller, uh, and like do it. You know, something in that way where I'm, I just immediately started thinking back of in just again in Ocarina. Uh, well, no, I'm just thinking about like an ocarina, like when, you know, there, there's a character that we just refer to as the cuckoo girl. And so many people cuckoo know lady. what the girl, what, what, who I'm talking about when I just say that. But like, there's so many characters that have names in here that really aren't even important that we have like an interaction that lasts five minutes. Uh, but then like, did we need this at all? Like, could you, like, I feel like we could have streamlined some of these things I, here. I, yeah, I think ahead, I think that goes right back to the folkloric aspect because so many of these one-off people, uh, the bamboo cutters, Pongton, the hammer, um, you know, uh, I forget the the the, the warrior guy uh, that Our we turtle on friend. the bridge. These are all interpretations of folklore. The entire story around Oroshi and Susano and Nagi is a reinterpretation of the folklore around. Amaterasu's story. This is, this is so like yeah, Nagi is, is a... Izanagi, who created Amaterasu and Susano, and so in the story now Susano is the descendant of Izanagi via Nagi, and like I'm talking about. Look, I'm talking about radish lady. Okay, I'm talking about. You don't I'm know? talking about the. I'm talking about the rich people that you go into their house and they don't sit. They don't tell you anything important. Well, the aristocratic quarter. Yes, I'm just talking. To, I'm just saying, like, I feel like there, there's. I'm not talking about like there, there's those characters you're talking about. No, I'm fine with those. I'm talking when I said like Cuckoo Girl. When I'm talking about her, there are characters that like, you know, some of them get a name, some of them don't. It, but there's so many of them where I'm like, I, I didn't need to do this like i'm just i feel like i'm wasting my time sitting here reading their text and just being like okay i got yeah. nothing from that like it's not even like it's not even necessarily helping me expand out like uh one of, one of you said where a lot of the npcs will like repeat things like they'll say partials they'll say a partial version of what someone else already said mm-hmm. and it's like just take those characters out man just take so we don't need it if that's um, if that's all that your npc does you don't need it right why is that npc there I'm just talking to, about to making quote it Miyamoto. a more lean. To quote Miyamoto, why is that NPC there? Right. Why is that rock there? You know, whatever. Like, I'm, I'm sure there's definitely an amount of that in here. And yeah, I, I said, this is a, there's a lot of dialogue in here. I still like the size of the game. I, I, you know, getting lost and looking around for stuff or just spending a lot of time in the CN city looking at stuff and doing stuff and still not finding all of it because then like you would bring something up and I'm like i didn't do that crap you know i'm not i'm not 13 anymore i can't play games this long so i but i enjoyed and felt the desire to want to spend more time here and and i never found anything other than just way more information than i needed that discouraged me from doing that no, I mean, look, it, that's all fine. I know, like, I, I had said before in the in the last game, like, you know, I think the length of this game 
did enough for me that made it difficult for me to be lenient on certain other aspects of the game mm-hmm. where uh, you it's know I just there it's just because there's a lot of stuff and then when I get thrown into my third Orochi battle <laughs> where I'm just like seriously like get, <laughs> let me fight any other boss in this game the amount just of don't Orochi. make me fight Orochi again so much Orochi um it just you know I wasn't in I wasn't in the best mood to begin with so like hey to be thrown I, into that stuff like that that probably played a role if the battle system was better this game would just be absolutely phenomenal absolutely yeah, absolutely right. like you 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 change how the fights work and it changes everything right mm-hmm. that that would change so much for me like I still don't know about my complaint with certain NPCs saying a lot and get and actually telling me very little um but in terms of the fighting yeah i would i would be encouraging that more than when i got to that where i was so happy to have this weapon that made the battles take less than 10 seconds yeah where like i was when i i felt the best when i got that sword and was like i can run up to anybody and i can do two charge slashes and pretty much have them dead like Great. Awesome. That almost like negates the battle system. Well, once I gave in to doing it that way, then it made the harder enemies a lot easier and quite frankly, a lot more fun to fight. Whereas before I was trying to bait out the little trick to get them to do their thing. And with a lot of them, if you bash them in the face, the fun part of the fight happens. And so I just got used to like rushing into a room Instead of waiting around forever, I forced the cool part. Cool. My the part I like is here. So it it even though it's boring, it, it got a little bit better when once I got all up in their face. Well, you know, I mean I and I, I mean this I, I, I mean this honestly, that I'm glad that I was able to like you know, I had already played through this game before, it was years ago and all that, but able to like you know, we were able to bring it to you guys and you had an mm-hmm. amazing experience and it's like, mine is fine. It didn't, I'm not looking back on it of like, oh man, what was I thinking back then? It was more just like, hmm. yeah, video games were a little rough back then, and but this game still visually holds up, the music holds up, the writing doesn't hold up, Uh, you know, for, not, yeah. not, I would say for the most part, I would say like a third of the writing doesn't hold up. Uh, which yeah. is a good chunk of it, but still, um, yeah. But then I just think I just think the gameplay doesn't hold up either. And you know, I I've been making a point this whole series. Um, you know, when we go through these games, I try to look at it through a lens of like comparing it to modern games, not to just say that nothing can oh, yeah. be good in no, terms no, of no. that, but still want to point out like this game is available on the Nintendo Switch, right? I was, and I was if being you very are impartial or very, you know very objective throughout most of the season, you know, being very vocal about my problems with it. And like, dude, we get just this, these last two episodes. It's like Twilight Princess. I'm like alive again. Like, uh, you know, not Twilight Princess. I was having a bad time with that game. I, you know, this game, I was always having a good time with it. It was always chill. uh, But I was still kind of being very, you know, objective about it. And we get to the end and oh boy, this is amazing. I love every bit of it. 
BC, any any other thoughts you want to put out there? Yeah, I spoke my piece. All right, where do we rank it, boys? Oh, right. I mean... <laughs> no, we never rank guidance. I don't seasons. have... Yeah, I don't rank... I rank the Zelda want, ones. I I'm haven't ranked the guidance. I'm going to have to... I got to do that. Now that you said it, you've put it out there, Brian. I've got to rank them, so I'm going to I'm gonna have that for the next Oh, guide God, game. yeah. What's the best guide um, game? Uh, it, it could be this, right? This or Crusader Sinti? I mean, that's where I'm sitting right now. Mm. Animal Friends Galore? Yeah. Oh man, I still BC. love For the Frog and Bell Tolls. It's so true, strange. true. But it's that's that's very similar to this. This is that the whole. Oh man, Jeremy, you've just brought something to my attention. This is an action and adventure game. The combat is very simplistic and its own thing. Oh wow, yeah. This is the spiritual successor to For the Frog. No, it's not. (laughs) You heard it here first, folks. For more hot takes and last, send us money. Uh, So, yeah, we this wraps the guidance season. If you go into patreon.com slash shadow of the wild, you join up there. You can vote for whatever our next one is going to be. I even even with what I have said, uh, I will say I will be putting Okami Din, the DS. I don't know successor I don't know if it's a sequel or prequel I don't know where it lands in the timeline that one will definitely be on the list so if you want to make sure that we continue and wrap up the the whole Okami verse then go on to patreon.com slash shadow of the wild join up uh, for as as little as a dollar a month you can vote on that and there's a bunch of other perks go check it out see what all the other perks are Uh, I want to go ahead and give a shout out to our Patreon supporters that we have Uh, first up our Sheikah supporters, we have Boko Boy, Donald Fuller, Hylian Gamer, Lisa Slack, Miss Dino, Rutger, Termatten, Ryan Ballard, oh, and Ryan Ballard. <laughs> Yay! Uh, our, uh, thank you so much to all of them. Our Hylian helpers as well. We have Cody Jarbo, Colleen Allen, Fox with two X's, Genova, Jitterbug, Oba Baba Tunde, uh, Ru Lee and Todd Hunt. Thank Yay! you all, patrons. They all get to vote on what we're going to play after Skyward Sword. Yeah, they uh, do. And if you want to do that too, you can you can go and do that. That survey will be going up probably about halfway through Skyward Sword. So follow along with that, probably like around episode seven or eight, whenever that airs, the Patreon will be going on. So keep an eye out for it then. Join up. Vote. Your vote matters, people. It's true. Um, Like I said, for the next season, we are going to be playing Skyward Sword. Uh, We are going to have Tegan Somerset joining us for that season. It's very exciting. Um, She is she is a a lore heavy person for the for the Zelda series. What a game! She's gonna what a game to to have her on for. Uh, She's I'm sure she's going to spend most of her time convincing us that this is all leading to Breath of the Wild two. Which I'm fine with if that gets Let's us talking it. about Breath of the Wild 2. Yeah. <laughs> Let's do it. And we all know uh, if they shadow drop Breath of the Wild 2 at some point while we're playing that game, we will kick it to the side and start the Breath of the Wild 2 season immediately. Yeah, that's going to happen. That's yeah. something to keep in mind. It's totally uh, going to happen. <laughs> for the first episode of Skyward Sword, uh, you're, you're just going to basically leave the Skyloft Village. So go and do that. 
uh, in the meantime, we're also going to have some bonus episodes going up between yeah. this episode and it's the next be one. A so go play Skyward Sword. We have uh, a giveaway going on. Sign up for it. Do all that. Uh, check all that stuff out. And then we'll see you in the next season of Chat of the Wild. Scraw! <laughs> yeah, what does the Skyloft sound like? Oh, I can send you some stuff. It's, it's Bruce. Bruce. Bruce.